Welcome to the Cyberman show, a place that makes you smarter about cyberverse. Be it cybersecurity, cloud, emerging tech, startups or ideas, we have it all. Let's begin. Hello friends, this is Prashant Mishra. Today we will talk about CNAF or Cloud Native Application Protection Platform. This is a term I've been hearing a lot uh, from people that I interact with. I'm working on one of the technologies. A lot of people in cybersecurity, they are confused about what CNAP is. There are various terms floating around like CWP, CSPN, SAN, etc. So I thought I'd do a detailed video on what CNAP is. So CNAP essentially is a set of technology or it's a security platform that's designed to protect cloud-native applications. And these applications are designed and deployed using cloud computing technologies that have been uh, growing in the last uh, few years and essentially it includes things like Docker, Kubernetes and cloud-based environments. So that's the high-level definition. But to understand how CNAP works, you have to understand how cloud-native applications work. So let's understand the building blocks that are there in a cloud-native application. So there are four key building blocks one is the microservices architecture. So this essentially breaks down an application into smaller, more modular uh, services. Containerization, which is all about packaging these services into lightweight, portable containers that can be easily moved between various computing platforms. So you can create an, uh, a container and move it between an AWS or Azure or private cloud-based platform. Then the third block is DevOps is essentially a methodology that brings together development and operations team together to keep that application running in a most effective way. It also includes continuous delivery, which allows organization to deliver applications more quickly and reliably. It includes automation. As you know, automation is very important today. It helps you to streamline development and deployment process. Now, that's, these are the components of a cloud-native application. Let's look at the application components uh, also in that regard. So, a modern application typically would have uh, three categories of blocks, which is software artifacts, workloads, and infrastructure. So, let's take a software artifact for, uh, first. So, software artifact is actually, it includes application code. So, like in your streaming application, take Hotstar. And I'm not associated with any of the technologies that I both mention or any platforms. I'm just using these as an example. For Hostad app that you're downloading on your mobile phone or on your streaming devices, that's an app that hasn't code written by the developers. Then these code will be referred to some of the open source components. So these are the platforms, so it could be Apache, Node.js, Lift4j, uh, Python, etc. And depending on what the components are, so whether it's front end, back end, then this platform will be development of. Okay. And there's APIs, so APIs help third party products to take data from this particular app. Example, today's smart can automatically pull the catalog of moves, uh, shows, and series, uh, movies that are coming in our star and displayed as you know, like in your smart TV. IC scripts, this helps you define. Uh, a resource uh, pool set and then automate the deployment of this resource pools. Images, these are set of archive files needed to run containers and X processes and essentially it's a template. 
repositories. This is a collection of related container images that provide different versions of the application. Registry. So, registry is a collection of repositories that store container images. Okay. They, they also store API paths, they also store access control codes. Uh, you know, typically the artifacts are stored on repositories and on repositories are stored in the central registry. Typically, okay. And so, I am not uh, giving you details on, on how complex applications are architected, but this is a generic understanding. Right? That was all software artifacts. Uh, workloads, so these are essentially containers, server uh, serverless functions, as well as virtual machines. Okay. Uh, Please watch tons of videos or other content that's available on, on the internet to learn more about this. Uh, it's very important that you understand these uh, jargons to build an understanding of how a CNAP works. Okay. Now that was the building blocks of cloud native applications. Okay. Let's look into the DevOps. So there are two more parts that we have to understand in detail. So DevOps. Going back to DevOps, which is an approach that combines software and IT operations to help automation deliver uh, software applications in a effective manner. Okay. Now, if you're watching this content on YouTube, I'm seeing a lot of images. If you're listening on my podcast, that's fine too. But essentially, Dev and also two terms, which is meaning development and operations, which is when the application is running and being done in a corrected way. So dev is all about building, testing, coding, and planning the op application development. Ops is, is about releasing, uh, defining the app, and the app, measuring, uh, using uh, uh, telemetry. Okay. So DevOps process has, this entire process is connected today. And also, there is a concept of pipeline in that, but essentially it has, it involves multiple software uh, and technologies to automate this entire development and operations lifecycle. And then all these Components are connected. Uh, there's a lot of automation used, making it easy for uh, application developers and the application owners to monitor the applications. Okay, it includes CI/CD, it includes uh, source code, version control uh, software, configuration management, etc. Okay. Now, as you can imagine, there are various technologies available depending on on uh, your application requirements of this. There are various tools available for. For coding, building, testing, deployment, operations, monitoring, etc. Right. And uh, I highly recommend going through a good document called DevSecOps, which is all about introducing security into the DevOps process. So, because there are various tools available, uh, today's DevOps process is uh, is uh, it's complicated and also it's that it increases our efficiency. And that's why you might have seen a lot of job opportunities coming in the DevOps. Uh, like last few years. Okay. Now, in CI CD, what happens is this this CI stands for continuous integration and continuous delivery uh, and also continuous deployment, which is another stage. But essentially, it's all about introducing efficiency into the development and testing and the deployment process, right? So, while the developers are writing code and committing that code into the yeah. version control systems, uh, the testing is automated, uh, builds are automatically created. In case there are issues, the builds are failed, and if it's uh, pass, uh, then they, it moves into the uh, 
deployment pipeline and uh, essentially it goes into either a staging or a production right, based on the outcomes of the previous process. So because everything is linked, it's called a pipeline. Again, there are various tools available for CI and CD process. So example in CI, there is GitHub, uh, Git, Git Lab available in um, in building an automation site, there is Jenkins, GitLab, Docker, etc. These are very common tools that I've mentioned. Uh, for release automation, so JFrog is very common, Nexus is common, Docker is of course common. And then uh, for deploying the application in the infrastructure, uh, Azure, AWS, GCP, uh, as public cloud as well as private clouds uh, uh, or virtual platforms are very common. Okay. So as would have been realizing, cloud-native applications have eased the process of building applications, testing applications, and deploying that applications, right? So they, the entire DevOps, or, or the entire CNAP world is as essentially native infrastructure provided by underlying the private or public cloud. It has orchestration technologies, containers, CACD, pipeline, and of course the application itself. What happens is, if you have to summarize, developers write code, that code goes into the repository. From there, because of a trigger that's configured, there is a pipeline that's executed for testing the lab. If it is, the test is uh, successful in this process, the images are put to a registry, and uh, there is another testing uh, that's done. And if that also is part, the software gets deployed in the environment. That's CI CD for you. Now, there's an amazing documentation available from uh, CNC, Cloud Native uh, uh, Foundation, and essentially it talks about what technologies are provided by uh, various companies today. So I highly recommend going to search for CNCF landscape. You'll learn a lot from that document. Now, going back to CNA, yeah, remember we started with our objective is to understand what CNAP is. So going back to CNAP, so the purpose of CNAP is to provide security for cloud native applications across all the phases of development, right? So during the DevOps process, the cloud native application protection provides uh, the security. So it essentially includes artifact scanning. So we spoke about artifacts like code, IC database, statistics, uh, container repositories, uh, etc. And the configuration of the cloud infrastructure as well as why the application is in operation board is the runtime protection. So Asina provides this security around the DevOps cycle. Okay. So how does it do that? So what it does is the Synap technology is typically comes as either as a SaaS service or as a on-premise software that you can deploy uh, most of wherever your applications are getting developed or uh, if you can connect your applications to cloud, that's uh, fine. What it does is it integrates and it collects data. Now, data can be collected in two ways. One is passive collection uh, or put on a scanning mode, uh, also called as agentless. So there's no agent required. What it does is it looks into your uh, various tools, technology used in the development process. For example, it would collect data uh, from your underlying cl platform, cloud platform, and uh, things like resources, working machines, serverless infrastructure, whatever is provide, provided as part of that infrastructure, that data is pulled in. 
also integrates with your with tools in your development process, like your IDs in certain cases. It also integrates with your registries and repositories. It understands how source code is talking to other codes in terms of the OSS components. Uh, it integrates uh, and with repositories and looks at the IC code. So typically in, in the agentless or passive mode, it is reading information and analyzing it. In the agent-based mode, also called it called as the active or inline mode, it looks at the traffic that's coming to the application during the operation code and it uh, understands the traffic, intercepts it, and blocks it if it finds anything that's malicious. Okay. Uh, as you can imagine, uh, agentless A is is a typical way of where customers or end users of CLAP platform start because it's not intrusive in nature. It helps assess the current state of their infrastructure. Now, what happens in the uh, data analytics phase is once the data is connected, the platform builds baselines, uh, it finds outliers, it keeps reading data from various integrations that you have uh, provided, it compares that data with threat intelligence sources, it gives you a query platform. Uh, to look for specific things. Now, it also comes with the policy engine. So, in case you have a policy uh, that has a match, it gets an alert. These policies are typically uh, for either for security use cases, configuration use cases, identity specific use cases, or for uh, state change uh, use cases. It also prioritizes based on the risk, uh, and it does it across multiple platforms. So that's the advantage of Sina. Now, in certain cases, it might it could, uh, give you the mediation options. In case there are options available, the best part about Sina is that it is cloud agnostic. So you can uh, use a single Sina platform to take uh, data from uh, environments across private cloud, public cloud, or within uh, various clouds. Uh, so, example, I've seen uh, uh, deployments of, of customers. Uh, they have application uh, that uh, one set of applications getting developed in AWS, uh, which is a public cloud, other set of applications getting developed in GCP, other set of applications getting developed in uh, VMware times in like infrastructure, uh, right? And they want to have a single platform that gives the complete visibility of these security issues in the entire DevOps cycle across multiple applications. So imagine large companies uh, who have hundreds of applications, some of the companies, largest companies in the world have thousands of applications, okay, for various reasons. Now, that's that's the good part because it works across uh, multiple uh, cloud infrastructure providers. Okay, now let's take an example. This... Uh, on in AWS, typically when it, if if uh, if developers have set up their entire DevOps process on AWS, they would be writing code in their ID like uh, Visual Code Studio. They would be committing that code in the code pipeline, code commit, and uh, typically there are open source tools that are commonly used across various stages of this entire DevOps process. Okay. Uh, these tools are again taking data from uh, S3 buckets are looking at uh, CloudWatch events, they are looking at cloud, cloud training events, 
uh, doing the dynamic code the testing. They are looking at the static code testing of the configuration analysis. Okay, and it's very common. They also take data from security and application and also from uh, Lambda integration. So it depends on what your application is touching, uh, whatever it develops process it's touching, various open source tools will take out from the data and uh, developers use these individual tools to find issues. Okay. It becomes complicated because of the number of applications that they have, might have, number of environments that they have. Okay. And, uh, and it can be chaotic in a, in a environment. provide full control and visibility across the, your cloud native application platforms. Okay, so it includes CSPN, CWP, C, uh, IEA, etc. Okay. There are additional tools like CIM uh, that are getting popular now. There are API specific tools, API scanning specific tools. And what happens is each of these technologies like CWP and CSPN, they have different span of control or focus for their, their use cases. So CSPM typically works at infrastructure level. So it does an agentless, typically an agentless scan, uh, understands the past components, networking, configuration, storage, compute, identity information. So identity information component is read by the CIM module. And once it comes to workload and IEC templates, it is typically CWP capability. Okay, now what is also happening right now is software, entire software supply chain that that capability is also getting developed in the industry as I have fallen uh, various companies who, who are in this domain. So that is also getting integrated into the Synapse platform. So that for an organization, there is a single pane of glass to track everything. Now, let's look into details of CSPM and uh, CWPP. So CSPM and CWP are adjacent. Uh, CSPM looks into asset inventory, configuration, except network the configuration layer. Right? The entire cloud uh, control plane essentially. And CWP looks at the data plane layer. So it is more focused on the pipeline and what's happening. Okay, so again, CSPM looks at your control plane, configuration and, work, and CWP looks at your workloads. It's very clear in terms of the functionality. Going deeper into the CWP uh, side, it provides controls around workloads of firewalling, system integrity, application whitelisting, exploit prevention, EDR, uh, threat detection response, HIPS, malware detection, etc. Okay. Now, there are various tools available in CWP. Not every, not every tool will provide, say, similar functionality. But uh, these are the common things that. Uh, the platform should have as I mentioned. Uh, CIM specifically is very interesting. This is highly uh, uh, high growth area right now evolving. So what it does, it, it looks into your infrastructure entitlements and understands how permissions are assigned to various components in the infrastructure. Okay, so it looks at entitlements on your resources. So example, things like file shares, databases, workloads, Looks into service entitlements, who can start stop PNs, what permissions are set for compute, storage, and network permissions. It looks at management entitlements, so role based asset control, security settings, and IS admin accounts. Okay. 
what it then does is it performs analytics. So it compares incoming or static data, its current configuration with the incoming real-time uh, log in event data or audit data. So current configuration with user behavior data. And it can help you find out issues. For example, uh, you know, a user has a specific permission, but he never uses that permission. So it would tell you that this account has over-permissive uh, entitlements, and hence uh, I recommend you to change it. And it will recommend you uh, permissions that are needed for that user account. Okay. Now it can also do predictive analytics as well as prescriptive analysis. Now this is getting developed right now. It's as I'm tracking up means they are focusing on the uh, to build these capabilities. Okay. Now, so that was CIM. Oh, what do we need to learn about CIM uh, or CNAP? Essentially, us to learn how cloud native applications work. I'm assuming that you have a little understanding of this because this is uh, typical cyber, not a typical cybersecurity topic. Typically in cybersecurity, we deal on security incidents and infrastructure security. But as applications are moving towards cloud native world, it's very important for us to understand how cloud cloud native applications work. So it means you understand containers, Docker, Kubernetes architectures, understand what native security controls are provided by these components, uh, the native platforms. Also understand what third-party products provide on these platforms and get certified if there is an option like that. Okay. With that, thank you so much. I'm very grateful to uh, the companies who have uh, provided content for today's uh, podcast. Uh, companies like Gartner, AWS, Medium Blog, Cloud uh, Computing Foundation, and many more. Thank you so much. It's very hard for me to mention on, but I'm very uh, grateful for you to provide this content for learning. With that, thank you so much. I'll see you next time. Keep learning.